0: Welcome to the Don Hope Podcast. I'm Luke Harrison, uh, here with both my parents, Kim Harrison and Mark Harrison. Uh, we're here to talk about the heart from a spiritual perspective. So I have your less than specific notes in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Hour-long teaching. I, uh, there's two notes in here, and then some Bible verses with, like, phrases next to them.
1: Uh, at least they remembered our no. names. No. Um, they did Yeah, it's no, I didn't it. remember your
0: name. Mm-hmm. Um, So... It says the heart's a complicated thing. So what do you mean by the heart's a complicated thing?
1: <laughs> well, the word tells us <laughs> uh, in Proverbs 4.23, it says, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. So really everything that happens in our life comes out of our heart. And the way that I think about the heart is it's what you really, really, really believe. It's not just what you think you know or what you think you believe, but what you really believe. So, kind of in the middle of the night when things are quiet and uh, you're you have your thoughts kind of all to yourself, that's when you can kind of really see what you believe about life.
0: So, yeah, I guess I should have started with that question: What is the heart from a spiritual perspective? <laughs> <laughs> would have been a great first question. That
1: would've been a great first question. Do you think so, I explained it well enough or <laughs> we, Well you, you know? say when
0: you're when you're quiet in the middle of the night it's what you really believe. So what you're so when you say out of the heart flow all the issues of life, you're saying all of the issues of life flow out of what you really genuinely believe. So yes. like, there's a difference between that and like things you maybe know but they aren't like like you, may,
1: or... you may think you're not afraid of something, but in the middle of the night when everything's quiet and you're not busy, you might find out you really are. There might be fear there. The, okay. heart's, the heart can have all sorts of emotions.
0: Yeah, that, the emotions are in your notes.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see it there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: so, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life is the only other note that is in here.
1: And that's the New Living Translation, which I okay. really
0: like. Which verse?
1: Um, Proverbs 4.23. I have, I don't see, want my vote
0: 1, things in here with verse, like, with the address that they come from. But not that one.
1: Okay, Proverbs 4.23. That's in the New Living. Can you read it again? I really if
0: anybody like knows of a note-taking podcast, send it to <laughs>
1: kind and thoughtful (laughs) read it to me again I like that scripture
0: guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life
1: so the way I think about the heart is what you really believe determines the course of your life so what you really believe about yourself what you really believe about the word of God what you really believe about the people um, and how you interact with people those all Affect the course of your life. And they can be things that you believe that are true or they can be things that you believe that are false, but they're still going to determine the course of your life.
0: So how, how would you guard your heart? If, there, if your heart's what you really believe, how do you guard what you really believe? Like,
1: well, That's a good question.
0: How do you intentionally do that?
2: i got a little side note here. You're talking about your life is kind of what you believe. So does that mean you can change what you believe and change your direction?
1: I hope you can change what you believe in your direction. Otherwise, you can't really not believe in God and then choose to believe in God. So, yes, I would say you absolutely can change what you believe. I could believe something about a certain person because of something I've heard and then find out that that's not true and change my mind and change my heart about what I believe about him.
2: And uh, going back to guarding your heart, you you guard it with your words. There's one way you can guard it, and how else can you guard your heart?
1: I can tell you how I guard my heart.
2: How do you guard your heart?
1: Good question. I think I'll answer (laughs) that.
2: Thank
1: you. Um, This is not in my notes. Can I talk about it anyway, Luke, since it's not in my notes?
0: We need to talk about things that are in my notes because there ain't anything in your notes. So, <laughs>
1: the thing is... This is apart- the last
0: thing that's in your notes. After this, we're off the notes.
1: I believe that the Word of God is what rules my life. Okay? So, as I grow in the things of God and as I've learned things over the years, I've had to change my mind about what I believe. And then there's a season after you change your mind, which is really just your intellect. And when you think about these things and you meditate on them and you meditate on the truths of God, then you become, you come to a place where you believe them in your heart, where it's really your belief system. For instance, I have always known that healing existed because it happened um, with my parents. My parents would tell me stories of healing and stuff like that. Growing up, there were miraculous healings in our family and stuff like that. Um, so I always knew that healing existed. But as I began to study the Word of God, then I began to understand that He actually provided healing on the cross. So it was actually something I could believe for. So as I, the more I studied healing, the more I could believe for healing. In my own heart. Heart. And that can change the course of your life. So it went from
0: head knowledge to heart knowledge. So that's the difference between something you know and something being...
1: Yes. In heart. Yes. Just something I've heard or I've, I've heard it in my head, but something that I've really meditated on I've talked to the Lord about and I've read His Word about and gotten it into my heart.
0: So would you say that the difference is, like, so, like, if somebody goes to church and they hear that, you know, healing is a thing and they believe the pastor, then maybe they know that now, but until they go home and really study it or meditate on it or both that it kind of stays head knowledge for the most part, unless you have, maybe, maybe you have some giant revelation moment or you get healed yourself or something and it just goes
1: straight. It changes your heart. Yeah. But I would agree. There's a, for the most part, I don't think there's an absolute here, but for the most part you have to meditate on the things of God in order to understand them on a heart level not just your head
0: so what is meditating on the things of God because <laughs> when okay when I think of meditating I think like the home
1: okay you know
0: what I'm saying <laughs> no that's a
1: different religion you should yeah. doing
0: things. <laughs> but I'm just saying like you know like it's like somebody will be like go home and think about that and I sit down and I'm like alright I'm thinking about healing healing healing, healing. <laughs> when do the falcons play next that doesn't really work
2: okay and Kind of along that line, it's choosing to meditate on the things of the Lord as opposed to something else. Because, really, we're going to get whatever we meditate on. You know, Luke's got a lot of falcon's knowledge. He so, meditates on He the should falcons.
1: have turned into a falcon by now. <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, no
0: 28-3 jokes underneath the podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's really... really Part of choosing to direct our heart is choosing what we're meditating on.
1: Yes.
0: So, so what? So, meditation is kind of the way of getting something from head knowledge to heart knowledge.
1: Yeah, and meditate just just means it's something that you consistently think about. Um, not that it's every thought that you have, but let's say, for instance, that I was trying to understand healing in the Word of God and trying to get my heart to believe something that it was having trouble believing. Maybe I've been taught my whole life that healing isn't for everyone. And now I'm reading things in the Word that make me go, well, maybe it is for everyone. Since Jesus did it on the cross, just like forgiveness of sins is for everyone who's willing to receive. So I would go and look up scriptures about healing and begin to just think about them and pray about them and ask the Lord to help me to understand them. That's meditation to me, thinking about it and chewing on it, for lack of a better phrase. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) So cows like to meditate.
1: Yes, they chew the cud. Mm -hmm. Meditate
2: on grass. Okay. (laughs) Going from one stomach to the next stomach, (laughs) processing it a little bit further, Mm -hmm. getting more understanding. So how would you know,
0: maybe there's not an answer to this question, how would you know that something went from head knowledge to higher knowledge? So like if I hear, we keep using healing as an example, but it's in my head. So you hear about healing and then you go home and you try and think about healing as much as you can. Or maybe you look up some verses about healing and think about the verses too.
1: Well, let me give you a a very um, natural example. Have you ever worked on an algebra problem? And oh. you couldn't get it. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. you did. Okay. And you couldn't, couldn't get, get it. it. Yes. And you couldn't get it. and You couldn't get it. And then suddenly you're looking at it and you go, ah. Oh.
0: That moment I'm not so familiar
1: with. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have had a few of them because you passed it. So so that, that, that aha moment, um, a spiritual name for that would be revelation, which is just under, a deeper understanding of something. So that aha moment, when you're thinking about it, you're meditating it, on it, you're talking to God or you're reading His Word, and you suddenly, you have an understanding. And you see through spiritual eyes, not through natural eyes to begin with, but through spiritual eyes, you see the truth of what you've been trying to reach in your heart.
2: And, um, i got kind of a little bit of a different take on it. And that is that that aha moment is when the plant comes up out of the ground. In the kingdom of God, when we plant the word of God in our heart, whether it's about healing or about something else, and then we don't know how it all um, grows. Right. And that's kind of the, you know, when you're that's meditating, the meditation. Mm-hmm. you know, when the seeds in the ground, it's kind of the meditation. But then uh, we can't force it up. We can't force an aha moment. That's right. We have to trust that, hey, I've believed what the word does say about whatever subject and then eventually it's going to come up and and, um, and and be a harvest in somebody's life that's good should we make a
0: plaque or something about the podcast debut of dad's analogies
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh family joke coming uh,
0: if you like analogies dad is the one for you <laughs> but, I, but they're
1: good analogies I
0: teach my
2: Jesus talk
1: oh, oh there, go. there okay. you go there you go so can you know the scripture?
2: This, one's on, my, this one's
1: on my desk. You don't have, have to don't ask hear. me to say things. <laughs> <laughs> um, Proverbs. Look, just because I'm the
0: one here that knows how to turn the record button on oh, mean to let me have a charge. <laughs> okay.
1: Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As one who reckons, he says to you, eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you, but is grudging the cost. That's in the Amplified. Um, so you can think in your heart. So it's not just in your head, but you can think in your heart. And in this situation, it's talking about someone saying one thing, but actually in their heart, they feel another way. That's what I'm talking about. Meditation can change the way your heart feels, the way your heart thinks, the things that you understand. So this person's saying, sure, go ahead and eat and drink. But inside he's going, oh my goodness, how much money are they costing me? And that that he didn't like that he's spending that money on what they're eating and drinking. So his words are saying one thing, but he thinks something different. Deep down inside, so really, he's living. He's not living an authentic life in that moment. His his mouth is one thing, and his heart's another. And I think that that's something that we commonly do.
0: Yeah, so like people out there who are, I feel like we're using healing way too much. What's another example?
2: Um, I can't think of one right now. I mean, they're so <laughs> healing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all these subjects. And the yeah. other.
0: We have a 66 well, the, book of books.
1: Well, this was talking about relation. I mean, this is about someone is in relationship with someone and saying it's okay, but not really meaning it. So. Yeah.
0: so, yeah, so there's lots of people out here, out in the world that say things that they don't mean all the time. Right. So,
2: wow, you look pretty today. Oh, wow. A great. <laughs> We're going to pause when mom slaps there. That is <laughs> <matter? laughs> not... That was examples of things people might say.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I can't even he read it. He
2: slapped himself yeah. there's no special abuse. <laughs>
1: <tomorrow>. <laughs> what was I going to say? The, I don't know. The, I the, the,
0: there's people out there who say things that they don't mean all the time. Um... So, I don't remember where I was going with that. So, the next thing in your notes.
1: (laughs) Well, can I pick it up right there? Yeah. So, we were talking about guarding your heart, the first scripture that we had. The first one that's actually written on your notes. About guarding your heart for out of it flow all the issues of life. So, in, in the next scripture that we just used, He is not living authentically in the relationship that's described there. So it will change the course of the relationship at some point. If he doesn't guard his heart, if he doesn't realize that he's got an issue going on there and that he's actually begrudging what he's saying, they're welcome to eat and drink, one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to end up getting really angry about it about it, and it's going to hurt the relationship. Or if he deals with his own heart and goes, you know what? I really got a problem there. They need to be able to eat and drink and me not be upset about it. He can deal with his own heart. He can go to the Word and say, you know what, the Lord provides all my needs so I can freely let these people eat and drink with me and not grudgingly, not worry about the money. So he could go and meditate on things that are truth in the Word and change his own heart and possibly save their relationship.
0: So he just has to be willing to look in on his own heart and realize that he's what he's saying doesn't line up with how he's feeling.
1: Yes.
2: And using that example, you're talking about how he's now no longer begrudgingly giving, um, in a relationship, that's going to turn and affect his next relationship. It's yep. also going to affect how he gives, uh, how he does money. It'll affect how he does money and all kinds of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so a heart area that gets healed in one area can, can heal affect all sorts of lots things. Of areas.
1: Yeah, once you realize that you're. Not trusting God, like I would, I would describe this scenario that's been given in Proverbs as someone who's probably not trusting the Lord for their provision. They're worried about money somehow, Mm -hmm. or maybe they're greedy. Maybe they have plenty of money, but they're worried they won't have plenty of money. Either way, it's not trusting God. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things I think can go back to not trusting God in our hearts. So if he looked at himself with, with, maturity and he looked at himself and said you know i am telling them to eat and drink that but i'm really upset about it then he could deal with him and god in his own heart
2: yeah i'm reminded of how you always loved the lord your god with all your heart but you didn't really trust him yeah and then you had a change of heart to understand to
1: trust him yeah I uh, had a Well, I had a realization. I was um, seeking the Lord, and he, he showed me that even though I had loved Him since I was a little bitty girl, I've always loved the Lord, I've always wanted to please Him. I haven't always pleased Him, but I've always wanted to. And He showed me that love and trust were two different things. That while I loved Him with all of my heart, I did not fully trust Him. So it set me on a journey of learning to trust Him. Which wasn't fun all the time, but you know what I found out—that
0: you can trust him.
1: Very good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He can be trusted. He so is a trusted. How did you?
2: What was your meditation process like there?
1: Well, it was years. It was years, and I guess the meditation was that I had the realization that I didn't trust him. So kind of like looking into my own heart, the way this guy should have looked into his and gone, you know, I'm I'm in relationship with God, but I don't really trust him. So I began to seek to trust him. So I would read scriptures about trusting him, and then I would look into my life. I would watch my life and pray over things and see things come to pass where I could see God's protection or I could see his provision or just I would I began to see through different eyes and I began to see that I could trust him. He showed me stuff. Over, but it was over time. It wasn't quick. Yeah.
0: So the rest of the stuff that you've written down here is kind of... It's very quick statements with a verse attached that say, you know, a heart can this, a heart can that. So a heart can do or be a lot of things or contain a lot of things, I guess. So which one of these... I guess I can just go through them in order or you can pick which ones stick out to you or what?
1: Well, I just, I pulled these examples just to show that the heart has a lot in it. Um, so
0: I'm heart gonna, can wish is the first one.
1: Yeah. And that's in Genesis three. And of course, um, I think I pulled these out of the King James version. No, maybe the amplified, um, Yeah, you put in your notes. I
0: know
1: what I'm doing. Y'all be quiet over there. Um, (laughs) Hearts can fail from fear. Genesis 42. Hearts can yearn. Genesis 43. Hearts can faint. Genesis 45. Okay, hold up. Hearts can faint. Hearts can faint. Like they can pass out. Well, kind of. (laughs) I'm looking that one up since that's the one you want to stop on. So, um, Genesis 45 and verse 26, and they, and they said to him, Joseph is still alive and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart began to stop beating and he almost fainted for he did not believe him. So his heart, it's like a
2: physical heart and a spiritual heart. It's a physical
1: and a spiritual heart. So, you know, the story is Jacob thought his son was dead. And this was many, many years later. He found out Joseph was alive and he, his heart failed him, his heart just almost failed him, he almost died in that moment physically but you know our hearts can they can faint, we can, even if our physical heart isn't wanting to stop things can happen in life traumas can happen that make our hearts feel like they just can't take it like they just can't survive it, I think that's what he felt in that moment Um, next one is hearts can be spoken to hearts can be hard I think we know that one Hearts can be stubborn. Hearts can have war in them. I like that one. I think that one's interesting. So that's in Psalm. Uh, Psalm... uh, 5521.
0: Oh, it was in her notes. It was. That's in her notes. Look at that.
1: You could read it right out of my notes. (laughs) The words of his mouth were smoother than cream or butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords swords. So, this is almost exactly what we're talking about in Proverbs where what's coming out of his mouth is all sweet and wonderful.
0: Who's talking? Um, what are they talking about?
1: Well, i am just go back and read. <laughs> um, or is it just
0: David just talking about like a general type of person or something like that? Well,
1: it's definitely God. I think he's just talking about the wicked okay. in general because he had a few enemies his life you know as he went along his life But, but the point is that people can say one thing but really what's happening is something totally different in their hearts and what the word tells us from that very first scripture is what's in your heart is what's going to direct your life it's not what's coming out of your mouth so no matter what comes out of your mouth what you're really going to live out in your life is what's in your heart
0: even though what you're saying with your mouth can affect what's in your heart in a certain way Yes. It's like Dad said you guard your heart with your words and stuff, so
1: Right. And so that's part to me that's part of the process of meditating on uh, God's word. You begin to say what God says instead of what you think. And begin to let things change in your heart.
2: So the tongue, you know, having life and death is important.
1: It to is the important. Heart. But I guess if these guys had said what they were really thinking, then David would have known who his enemies were. And he didn't always know who his enemies were. I think that was part of his frustration. Was they're, they're saying lovely things to me, but really what's in their heart is they want to kill me.
2: Okay, so the, the scripture is really talking not David not about David's heart in war, having war in it, but his enemies are saying it's yeah,
0: with oil they, they and They talk sweetness. smoothly one way and they ah, mean. Then, gotcha, okay evil things
1: yeah in fact the verse before says my companion has put forth his hands against those who are at peace with him he has broken and profaned his agreement of friendship and loyalty so I have to go up and see the full context of what so he's talking, talking about, about a friend
0: who was talking one way. sounds like it it.
1: or a companion someone who's with him yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but but the the point for me is really all about you cannot have things in your heart and live differently than what's in your heart so even though that person's saying all the right things, given the opportunity, they're going to cause David harm some way if they don't change their hearts. So given the opportunity, they would harm him. And so David, I think, was seeing that, but also um, talking about the the proverb about, you know, yes, go ahead, eat and drink, but really inside he didn't want that to happen. Those things affect relationships and They affect how we act. Can you imagine, say this was at a feast and he's saying, everybody come and eat. But then he's going around and, you know, kind of sliding things under the table. So maybe they won't drink that crate of beverage or maybe they won't eat all that food if I don't bring it out. There'll be some sort of action that goes with what's really in their hearts. You can't get away from it because the word says it.
0: Yeah. So going back to the David thing real quick, or even that one too, what if you're on the other side like of that where you're dealing with someone who has an issue has a heart issue with something like so how did David as I should ask it how did David recognize that in people that were talking you know smooth and saying the right things to him he clearly recognized even though they were saying those things that they had an issue that was going to lead to a problem great question I don't screen questions before the podcast.
1: I think sometimes you don't know until you see some action come out of somebody and you go, wow, I didn't know that was in there. And I thought they were for me and turns out they're against me. So I I think there's all sorts of ways that you're going to see that sometimes, um, you know, as born again Christians who have the Holy Spirit in us, the Holy Spirit will reveal things to us about people. And they'll be talking to us one way, and inside we're kind of like, ooh, something's off, something's not right here, and we might investigate,
2: you know. Like a spiritual discernment.
1: Yeah, a spiritual discernment.
2: Well,
0: is there any of these other things that you want to talk about?
1: No, well, we'll see. Wrapping it up, I guess.
0: um, Okay, for everyone who's listening... The fact that I have to work to get my mom to talk long enough on a podcast is doesn't make any sense compared to every other area of life.
2: Now, Luke, the...
0: nah. hey, I didn't talk about looking pretty and all that
1: <laughs> What you were
0: talking about earlier. Oh,
1: anybody else have a twenty-three-year-old son out there? I know what this is like? Um, when Jesus dealt with his disciples, a whole lot of his teaching, I believe, was addressing their hearts. He was. He gave them a good idea of what it was going to be like to follow him as their disciples, and then he would show them what their hearts were were like. And they would see. He would see things in their hearts, and he would deal with them. We, you know, most people know the stories of Peter and stuff like that. So, what was in what? I love the story of Peter where he says, "You know, I'm never going to deny you," and then he denied him three times most people know that story but you see what was in his heart was actually fear he was fearful of the people that could harm him so what was in his heart came out instead of what he was saying with his words yeah
0: because so that story always confused me because it's like he literally said you were going to do that and you said no and then three times is weird too because you do it one time you feel like oh it slipped out you probably noticed that and not do it again but then mm-hmm. another time and then another time on top of that
1: and you see, he really believed he would never do that in his head. Yeah. But his heart was not established to be willing to give his life for God, for Jesus. His heart was not established in that. So when the moment came that it might cost him his literal life, what came up out of his heart was fear, because that's what was in his heart. So that's why knowing what's in our heart is just critical to living life.
2: And the Peter's situation, is kind of cool, because several different things happened after that that were new information for his head that changed his heart forever. First, he got, um, he saw Jesus resurrected. Yes. And then, 50 days later, Pentecost, when the power of Holy Spirit fell in the upper room. Mm-hmm. And, um,
1: then we see a different and, Peter. And
2: then there's never the same Peter ever again. That's
1: right. That's right. So his heart was changed. His heart had changed
2: because he had new information come into his head that affected that he allowed to affect his heart. I guess he could have chosen um, a different path because obviously a lot of people at that time, uh, oh, it was just a myth and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But he accepted it as real in his head and took it down to his heart. And he was a fireball after
1: that. Yeah, he was a changed <laughs> man. Well,
2: immediately
0: after the upper room thing, I mean, he went from denying him three times to just standing out in the street talking about exactly what he had
2: been denying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Right. and Putting yeah. himself at risk. You know?
2: He was no longer afraid. He was no life. longer
1: afraid. So that he's a great example of dealing with something in your heart and it changing the course of your life. If he had stayed in fear, I don't know that we would have heard much more about Peter. He could have, uh, after that,
2: he could have just left town. Yep. Yep. And never allowed uh, any new information to help him change his heart. Yep.
0: So, in talking about the heart, we talked about what the heart is and that it's what you genuinely really believe. Um, And that the way from getting, the way from getting... That's great. <laughs> the way of <laughs> getting. <I was kidding. laughs> Head knowledge to heart knowledge is meditating and thinking on something uh, for however long it takes until you really feel like you had that moment where you got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we talked about guarding your heart with your words. Is there anything else? Like, so, So what does it mean to... Guard your heart with your words. like Because you, you probably don't just say, I'm guarding my heart right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I think um, the first thing is to find things in the Scripture that cover what you're talking about. What your attitude needs to be or something like that. And then just taking them as uh, as truth into your heart to then let it grow in your heart.
1: If we use the example of the guy who's saying, yeah, go ahead and eat, but he doesn't really mean it. What he could have done is looked at God as his provider and and dealt with his own heart to say, you know what, I don't have to worry about how much these people are eating or drinking because God's going to provide for me. And to use his words to guard his heart when he would start to have that feeling of, oh my goodness, there's not going to be enough, he could say, no, God's going to provide for me. I'm going to relax and let these people enjoy the meal and enjoy the beverages. So and in his case,
0: he needs to go find uh, a teaching, a scripture or, just, or a scripture or scriptures that talk about provision and talk about that kind of thing. And then every time that that comes up and that, like, uh, they don't need to eat that much, he needs to think about that scripture again or say it yes. all out or whatever. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Anna?
1: I would just like to point out that my notes took us all the way through the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe yeah. some of it wasn't on. These
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. notes all fit very comfortably on about half of my
2: phone screens. <laughs> well, uh, everybody that's listening out there, we just hope that... Uh, this ministers to your heart to trust God and that you could live out um, your life kind of like uh, God would like it to be.
0: Well, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Dawn of Hope podcast. There. Please subscribe to this podcast feed and turn on notifications for more conversations and audio versions of Sunday's teachings. Our Sundays begin with a light breakfast at 9.30. The service begins at 10 o'clock. Groups and Bible studies throughout the week include undivided young adults groups Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock, bringing young adults from all walks of life together. Follow-up Wednesdays at 6.30 on Wednesdays, a conversational Bible study based off of Sunday's topics led by Michael Roberts. Prophetic writing on Thursdays at 6.30, hearing God's voice through journaling, led by Joanna Harrison. All events are at Donafo Branch, at 178 Palmer Drive in Florescent, Colorado. If you would like to donate to Dawn of Hope, you can visit mydawnofhope.org and click the donate button on the sidebar. If you're interested in holding an event at the ranch, or would like more info on anything that we do, please call us at 719- 687-3425 or send us an email at info at com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode of the
2: Don of Hope Podcast.